live show pings. I don't remember having seen that before. That's funny. That the live show pings means people can opt into that role. So whenever it goes live, oh, interesting. They That's get cool. a push notification. You know, maybe maybe we should talk about this either now or another time. Maybe not even today. It. We're in it, baby. Oh, all right, here we go. Uh, I have been feeling more and more old every single yeah. day. Like, because well, because let me tell you, breaking news. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day you are more old. <laughs> oh, really? So, I had no idea. <laughs> you you you're just you know you're feeling time. I don't know. It feels almost like a some kind of mystical, like a tree or something. Like, <laughs> I feel like a tree knows it's growing, you know. And, and yeah, right. You know you're getting old. You can feel the rings being. I could, added. I could feel the ring. Well, I tell you what. Sometimes I look down at my midsection. I feel like I'm building some rings. But nevertheless, uh, but it's, uh, but no, I feel more than I have ever before. I feel like I am either crossed or crossing into old. Like I'll, I'll hear about like let's let's be really terrible like i'll hear i'll hear about the tiktoks and mm-hmm. and i understand like the principle of tiktok and i th- believe i might even have an account but i've never posted to it and I, okay i can get i can understand it to a degree same thing with like snapchat but i look the what, what made me think of this is i look at discord and discord just makes me feel old it just <laughs> makes me feel so old because it just looks like a disordered childish version of slack and maybe it is i don't know and maybe that's it's an not, advantage i don't the, know the, the, the thing is like it's to compare it to slack is the is the problem okay right because like slack isn't all that is it's just a chat app there were chat apps before slack sure right it's like slack is just a more complicated group me like you know what i mean like we mm-hmm. can't go down mm-hmm. that route like discord is its own thing and probably has at this point more users than slack does anyway yeah you're probably right <laughs> right yeah i don't know it's just it's i feel like and i and i'll listen to uh or i'll see a commercial which is in and of itself something i don't happen or i don't happen to see that often but i'll see a commercial for like I don't know, something on MTV where it's like the VMAs or something like that, which when I was in high school was like a huge deal. And this was, you know, when the internet was nascent and and there wasn't that much internet to be spoken of at that point, uh, because this was like the late nineties. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll see an ad for like, uh, the VMAs and they'll talk about all these artists or they'll even, you know, talk about the person that's, that's hosting, that's emceeing. And I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are mm-hmm. like I am completely clueless and I just feel like lately in the last year or two more than it's happened in a long time I feel I guess not just old but maybe more accurately out of touch which isn't necessarily bad but it's a feeling that I knew was coming and I think has finally arrived and I'm trying to like come to terms with it and I feel like you in particular Mike one of the things that I that I respect admire i think maybe well both but admire about you is that you don't tend to get set in your ways too terribly easily Mm, and and i feel like even though i try not to i don't know that i succeed terribly often and i think one of the things that that makes you such a great person to have in my life is that you'll try new crap and even if it's crap then okay at least you tried it and i can tell you like a filter for you. Exactly. Right. And, and, you know, like the fact that test drivers exists is testament to this. Right. And, ah, and, mm. and you should listen to that on Relay FM. But, but anyways, I don't know. I just, I feel like more than, more than ever before, I guess because of the March of time, I just feel more out of touch and old than ever before. And, and I, and I was about to ask, you know, do you feel that way too? And I know you're, you know, a few years younger than I, 
but you're also, I think, spiritually much younger than I am, and and for that, you're useless for this conversation. Well, I'll say I I've noticed my increasing curmudgeonness, mm, right? Yep, that also goes with the territory. Yep, yep, yep. Where things happen, and I'm like, why would I? Oh, come on, what is? But I don't. I I still do. I think a pretty good job of not dismissing things out of hand. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand TikTok. I know it works. I know what it's for. I know the kind of content that exists there. I know why people like it. And I can appreciate that also feeling like I don't have the space in my life for another social network. Mm, and mm-hmm. I'm also really happy with my social network usage right now in mm-hmm. so much that I don't want to disrupt any of that because yeah, I'm pretty yeah. happy with my balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that I personally do is, and this is actually goes for a lot of things, not just in trying to feel young, and this is kind of advice that I've taken from John Syracuse and Jason Snell to surround myself by and pay attention to people who are from different walks of life in sure. age and background. Mm-hmm. And that keeps me kind of, I think, pretty focused a little as much as I can be on what's going on and, and to try and stay open-minded. Another thing is like, Federico also like he thinks about this a lot and like really focuses on not wanting to get out of touch. It's like a, a big thing that he fears is being out of touch. Yeah, yeah. And I've definitely taken some of that. And so, yeah, I will say this about Jason uh, when it comes to technology stuff is Jason's very open to trying new things mm-hmm. in a way that I think you would not expect from the amount of time that he's been doing this. Well put. The, de- you, the you, many, <laughs> many decades of Jason Snow. Oh, there it is. You know? now, see, you, you, you were doing so well, and then you took the Casey approach to it. <laughs> I <laughs> well led into it in the end. <laughs> you know, Tony in the chat is saying that part of this may be because my kids are of an age where they're not really plugged into pop culture of any sort. I mean, other than like Paw Patrol, which doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, I just had a conversation with my brother, which isn't, I think, going to help you with what you're looking for. Like, his son is older than your son. Mm-hmm. And he is at the point in his life where he is starting to pick up like what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And he says and does things that my brother cannot comprehend. Like it's actually got (laughs) worse for him now. (laughs) So you have that to look forward to. Super. Oh, I'm so excited. No, I don't know. It's, I, I, I think about that more and more all the time. And, and I think you're right. I think that you know, as much as we're joking with each other, I think that there are some active things that I could do to try to make that better and to try to to keep in touch, like surrounding myself with either, you know, physically or or perhaps on, you know, social media or what have you, um, you know, surround myself by, with people that are more tuned in. And and I think that there's probably something to be said for that. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm approaching 40, you know, I, um, next year will be my 40th birthday and I'm still almost a year really? away from it. Yeah. Mm hmm. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. It's because I don't have completely accurate creepy birthday cards That's and correct. contact I, info I, like you. I think you mispronounced creepy. I, I think what you meant to say was awesome. <laughs> it's but, French. It's, yeah. Oh, cre- crepe. <laughs> yeah, it means, it means something else. I have your birthday in my calendar, mm-hmm. but I don't. I didn't know how old you were mm-hmm. going to be. So next yep. year you're going to be 40. Huh? Yeah, Mark and I both, because we're both 82 babies. So uh, yeah, wow. next year we'll be 40. 
Yep, I've got like three months on Marco, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but <laughs> that's the difference. Congratulations so, to you. Yeah, Four thanks. years old. Yeah, well, well, let's hope I make it. But I, see, I wasn't going to say it, but I was thinking it. <laughs> you never know, uh, especially in these unprecedented times, and I'm not even trying to be funny right now. Got to watch out for that asteroid. All those uh, Chinese satellites falling to Earth, you know? Yeah, yeah you never know. Could just take you out at any moment. Uh, I don't know, but you know, if I if if the world is right, if the world is good again, and it's getting there, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But if the world is right, and I wanted to throw like some out some sort of blowout fortieth birthday party, how how could I put that together? Is there somewhere where I could put information about this hypothetical fortieth blowout birthday? Wow, we're take, taking a break already, huh? Yeah, I think it's I think it's the right time because we got a bunch of follow up coming up. All right, well, this episode is brought to you by our friends over at. Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace has you covered. They combine cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything that you're going to need to build that beautiful modern website that you want. You start with a professionally designed template and use drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. You can customize the look and feel, settings, products you have on sale, and so much more with just a few clicks. And all of Squarespace's websites are optimized for mobile. Your content's going to look fantastic on any device no matter how big the screen is. You'll get unlimited free hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed without needing to patch or upgrade or anything like that. Squarespace take care of that stuff for you. They have 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They'll even let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and you can take advantage of their SEO tools, their email marketing, and so much more. With Squarespace, you can turn your big idea into a new website, showcase your work with their portfolio designs, publish your next blog post, promote your business, announce an upcoming event like a big 40th birthday bonanza, mm -hmm. and so much more. I've been using Squarespace for over a decade now when I want to put something online it's the first place that I turn to go to squarespace.com analog for a free trial today with no credit card required and when you're ready to launch use the offer code analog to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain that's squarespace.com analog and when you decide to sign up use the offer code analog and you will get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show our thanks to Squarespace for the support of analog and all of Relay FM. So as we record, last week was WWDC week, and yep. we didn't get to see each other again. Yeah, and we uh, delayed the episode, too, to this week, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to do a pre-WWDC episode or a WWDC episode during WWDC week, <laughs> so that's why we're a little bit later. Uh, how did the how did it all go for you? Did you were you watching a bunch of sessions and stuff? Like, what was your week like? Yeah, it was better than last year. Well, different than last year. So last year we had scheduled a beach vacation at the end of June because why in the world would WWDC be at the end of June? It would never happen. Yeah. And yeah. then it turns out it happened. And so last year, um, I watched the keynote in the State of the Union and I recorded ATP that that evening and then basically didn't pay attention after that. Um, this year, I did the same Monday, you know, the same Monday I've had for several years now where I, you know, watched the two sessions and then recorded ATP. Didn't yeah. get to do ATP live like, you know, like last year we didn't as well, of course. And that that makes me sad. Um, I really love doing ATP live in, in front of an audience. I, I find it incredibly fun. Uh, I think it brings out the best, certainly my co-host and hopefully in me, uh, particularly John is, I think 
no, I don't find John to be unfunny, you know, during regular episodes of ATP, but I think he is yep. hilarious on Steven's the same. Yes, right? actually, you're exactly right. You're exactly when right. When we when we do a live show, Steven's like He's a love riot. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't know what happens to him. He like flicks the switch <laughs> and so then true. he's just like the funniest person in the room. It's, yep. it's very interesting. Yep. I completely and utterly agree with both with, with, with Stephen and, and with John, of course. And so I miss doing that. I, I don't think John particularly enjoys it. I don't know if Stephen does or not, but... Um, oh, Stephen freaking loves it. See, that's what I thought too. But... <laughs> he can't get enough of it. <laughs> uh, John does not enjoy doing it. And I think Marco hates it in the lead up and then loves it while he's doing it. I love it. I used to get super nervous and and didn't enjoy, and like I really hated the feeling before, but then over time we just did more and more live shows that I end up like really looking forward to them. I can't yeah. wait to do more of them. Oh, same. And so I miss doing that. Um, but I did watch a lot more sessions than before. Unfortunately, it is as it turns out. Last week I was really firing on all cylinders with this app that will never be done at the rate I'm going. But I got right. a lot closer. <laughs> I got a lot closer, and it just so happened that last week I was just really clicking in a good way. You know, everything was just going great. Was it WWDC related? Like you, you no. were making progress? No, it's just it so happened. Huh. I guess because I had something else that I should have been doing that suddenly. <laughs> this seemed like Fair this seemed like the right answer. I don't know, but um, but I, I I got a lot of work done on this forthcoming thing. This honestly not that impressive forthcoming thing, but it's 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 got tendrils and a lot of different technologies on Apple's uh, platforms, and so it's there's a lot there, even though. There doesn't seem to be a lot there. And so anyways, mm -hmm. so I got a lot of work done, which was good. I watched a handful of sessions. Um, I went to a lab, uh, which is just so, t as it turns out, one of my friends at Apple who will remain nameless was one of the people at the lab, which was really fun. Um, Lavi Laberson. Labby Laberson. Yeah, I, I didn't realize you know them as well. Um, <laughs> and so uh, they're fine people. Uh, I, I've missed seeing them, you know, for the last couple of years, but here we are. Uh, but anyways, uh, and then uh, coincidentally, I basically had a second WWDC lab uh, this morning because I spoke to our mutual friend underscore via FaceTime, which right. we try to do once a month. And he was helping me out with some uh, Apple Watch related stuff. So it was effectively a second dubbed up lab just for me, which was really great. And uh, I, I owe him a beverage of his choice uh, as soon as we're next to each other, which will hopefully be sooner rather than later. But uh, but it was good. It was good. It was not it was not a regular WWDC week. And it wasn't like last year for me, because, again, last year was a little weird for me, particularly Um but I, I, I don't know. I, I want to go back. I want to be in person again. Like I know if for so many reasons, the remote thing is better, but I just miss being in person. I miss seeing my friends. I miss seeing people that I, I, I feel bad saying fans, but I miss seeing fans. I miss being in California because I feel like that for me with respect for me, that's the right amount of California, like a week, once or twice a year. That's, that's all I need. Thank you. Uh, I, I miss being there. I, I just, I miss all of it. And, and I just, I really hope that the world is in a place next year that we can do safely do some sort of like hybrid thing or something like that. But that's just me. How was your week? You're, you're usually just absolutely overwhelmed with, with mm -hmm. podcasts and with interviews and with, you know, sometimes even early access to stuff. So how did it go for you? Last week was busy. I mean, we started off the week beforehand. We did a little kind of mini staycation thing in London mm -hmm. as a way to kind of just like, take a break uh, beforehand. And I ended up planning my week out just right. Good. You know, I was busy, but it wasn't a feeling of overwhelm. You know, like I was doing something big every day. 
mm-hmm. which was like another reason why I wanted to move our episode to now. Because yeah. it didn't yep, yep. need to be on the Tuesday of WWDC week. Like it wasn't helpful for the episode really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I did that for a few things. Like I moved some stuff or I took a week off of some stuff to make sure that I spread it out. You know, like Monday was bananas because like I was fin- I published upgrade at like half past two in the morning. Right? I was, gonna say, I was completely wrecked night. Tuesday, but <laughs> I planned that in. Like I had nothing on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then I was recording something every day, working. I had to work through the weekend, but that was again totally planned and fine. So yeah, I feel like this year I was able to balance it. I mean, a part of the reason for that is I kind of knew what I was doing this year, as opposed mm-hmm. to last year, which was just a disaster because I didn't know what it was going to be like. Right? Yeah. Like, how busy was I going to be? All that kind of stuff. So I was able to make more informed decisions this time, and so I was. It actually ended up going really well. Good. For me. Good. Now, I'm really pleased to hear that because I feel like you have, I don't know how to, there's a scientific or technical term for it, but you keep, you keep like oscillating above and below the right amount of busy and, and or maybe you're just staying above and just too much busy from the get-go. But nevertheless, I feel like you keep trying to get to that nice balance, that nice like harmonic, and you haven't quite gotten there until this year. And so I'm really, really pleased that this year it seems to have worked out for the best. Yeah, I mean that's just this year though, right? Yeah, and I mean who knows what'll happen next year, but yeah. no, that that that's super awesome. Um and now I I have to move us along because I've been waiting not terribly patiently for a long time to ask you what's going on with car shopping? Nothing. Oh. This is a very uh, uh uneventful item of follow-up. I saw it in the document. I know you wanted to ask nothing's happened. So that's fair. we've we we stalled a little bit. You know, oh, nice, again, nice pun. A uh, so like Adina's doing the driving first, right? Mm-hmm. And then I will follow up at some point. Mm-hmm. And we've just had a lot of things going on at the moment, which has meant that she hasn't been able to uh, take some lessons. So it's kind of like it's all got stuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're still kind of, I think, really, with where we are right now, we're still trying to work out which car we would want and it's going to require test driving i think we're both just like emotionally leaning towards tesla mm-hmm. but she needs to drive one yeah and just yeah. see if it's a if there's like a feeling of comfortability in that car before we would even consider buying one and test driving cars is surprisingly difficult to do right now <laughs> you don't say <laughs> like it's just not a thing that uh is easy to arrange and manage and lots of people were like no we're not doing that so yeah yeah i can totally understand that uh you know very very briefly i don't think this came up on atp but about a month ago i'd say it was um i met a friend of mine who was doing an extended like several day long test drive of the new mustang the electric the electric mustang the Mm maki and i got Mm -hmm. to drive it for literally like five miles i think it was a sum total of like 10 minutes and I think this car would be way too big and way too American for London, but it was a stunningly nice car. I was really impressed with how good it is, given that Ford hasn't really done barely anything with electric cars so far. And it was really, really nice. And one of the things I like most about it's cool it, looking. It is cool looking. I mean, the purists would tell you it's an abomination, but I, I I actually think it looks pretty cool. And I have no particular qualms with it being called a Mustang. Um, but one of the things I like most about it actually, 
and this is just for me, you know, maybe you'll feel differently or others feel differently. Um, one of the things I like most about it was that it had a very, very small screen like behind the steering wheel where you would typically find like your speedometer and so on. Uh, but it had a little screen there with like your traditional speed and a few other things as like a gauge cluster. In addition to the, you know, 94 foot tall <laughs> portrait oriented touchscreen in the center that you would find in like a Tesla or what have you. Uh, but I really liked having those gauges right behind the wheel. Maybe again, maybe this comes back to the, our conversation earlier where I'm just an old man at heart. Or maybe I'm just an old man, period. But I, I really like the familiarity of having the gauges there. And um, well, it turns out it's a car that can be bought in the UK. Uh, for some reason, I didn't think that that would have been the case. But yeah, I I remember when we were there for your wedding, I saw a Mustang, like a traditional you know petrol Mustang, parked on the side of the road, and I almost fell over because I couldn't believe I saw one there. I think it's something that maybe has changed over time that they've actually made uh, right-hand drive. Mm -hmm. Mustangs, mm -hmm. and I think that yeah. So yeah, I was, I was surprised actually. I wasn't expecting that, but I guess really, this is they're not really thinking of this as a Mustang. This is like one of Ford's electric cars. It's yep. like a different. Yeah. The truck looks interesting. Oh yes, the F one fifty. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I could not possibly care less about pickup trucks. I find them to be completely wasteful if you live if you live the kind of life that I live and not everyone does of course many people do not in fact and for those people that's probably great but for me like I never need to haul mulch or anything like I don't need to haul things well, maybe maybe you don't haul them because you can't maybe if you could you would touche you know? touche uh, no, I, I I can get behind that, but nevertheless, uh, the 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 F-150 looks incredible, and maybe this is just the America and me coming out, but it looks like a really intelligent, smartly done approach to an electric car. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep my eyes on that. That's the first time in my life I've ever looked at a pickup and said, "Ooh, hey there." You know, <laughs> so. it's just because it's electric. Yeah, well, and because it does so many things so smartly, you know, it has the frunk, which uh, uh, solves a lot of the problems with a pickup. It has the like generators so you can power your house via the car, which is very cool. I know, there's a lot of smart stuff there. And uh, actually, if you'll permit me to briefly stay in Car Corner, how about Please. that last F1 race? What a roller coaster. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh my gosh, what a roller coaster. Yeah, it was really good. Where was it? It was <laughs> what it was. It was it was Baku. Is that right? Was it Baku? Yeah, it was a great race. It was weird. It was a very weird race. I, I tell you what. I know that there's really no correlation between what tires go on an F1 car and what tires go on a car car. Um, but I really don't think I want Pirellis right now. <laughs> like I am really, really not interested in Pirellis at the moment. Yeah, they had a bad. Uh, they had a bad weekend. I was I was very happy for. Uh, Sebastian to get on the podium. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I couldn't believe I haven't looked into. So here's it's, I feel the same way about F1 as I do about like football, American football, which I know there's many, many, many problems with being a fan of American football in any form, but nevertheless, I don't pay attention to the NFL really at all anymore. And I don't pay attention to college football except when it's in season, right? Like, so I don't pay attention to the off season or anything like that. And similarly, like I don't keep up with it in between games. You know, I'll pay attention on Saturdays, which is when college football games are played. And then I don't really pay attention until the next Saturday. And similarly, I don't really pay that much attention to F1 in between races, but I know that there was like a whole bunch of like analysis and, and intrigue about what happened with Lewis. And, and I guess the short, short version, button. yeah. So there's, I guess a button that you use to warm up your brakes. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah. he just forgot to undo it or something like that. That my understanding is as, uh, he was kind of, it was either the case if he forgot to turn off the switch or that he accidentally flicked the switch oh, whilst okay. trying to mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. out of the way of mm -hmm. 
I think it was Perez kind of like lunged into him mm-hmm. a little bit and he tried to move out of the way. That's the expectation. But whatever it was, that button was turned on when it shouldn't have been. And that basically meant that his brakes weren't working, which is <laughs> why so he flew weird. off. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't brake, right? That's so wild. It was such a roller coaster of a race, though, right? Because uh-huh. here it was, Max was leading, if I recall correctly, pretty much the entire time, right? And then he, you know, has a blowout or whatever, yep. you know, t- catastrophic failure with like, what was it, 10 laps left or something like that? It wasn't a lot, whatever the number no. was. And then the, the restart where you you see Hamilton get in the lead and you're like, oh, well, here we go again. I know you were happy, but I was like, oh, okay, yep, yep as it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes hurtling off the track. It was the most wild thing. I was sad, but I also was like, I, I was super happy to see Lando and Vettel on the podium. So, yeah. And also for me, it's like, you know, I, I obviously want Lewis to win the season. So I, uh, I don't feel bad about them both going out. Yeah, it just yeah, leaves yeah. us back to where we were. Yeah. Oh, and actually uh, to give credit where it's due, if I recall correctly, I had heard during the race that, um, my favorite person in the entire world, uh, Christian Horner called the stewards and was like, really, you've got to red flag this because this is getting dangerous. And at that point, I don't think it was self-serving of him to do that. So if if I if I understood that right, and if my read is correct, then props to Christian Horner for doing the right thing and, and asking everyone to stay safe. Yeah, I had that too. Uh, because that was not a very Christian Horner move as well. That's not my perception of what drives Christian Horner is, which the only thing that drives Christian Horner is Christian Horner. And so for him to be like corrected in the discord that it wasn't Christian Horner, but it was Red Bull's uh, tech director. But it it did come from the Red Bull camp. Yeah, it's it's still Red Bull. So I I, I at least give Horner half credit then. I love that addition this season of the fact that we can hear things said to race control. Mm -hmm. That's new this year. And I think it's. It's interesting to hear some of the arguments that are put to race control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely been fascinating. But uh, it was a good race. We got another one this weekend, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think it's start of a triple. Oh, is it? Oh, excellent. Yeah, the, it's uh, French Grand Prix and then back to back in Austria. Oh, nice. Do you pay for? I feel like you and I have talked about this privately. I don't think we talked about it on the show. Do you pay for any of the F1 coverage on like F1.com or anything like that? No, because it's pointless for me because I can't get the races. Um, uh, okay. We have to get our races from Now TV, which is Sky, basically. I gotcha. So okay. we, we pay for the races and we can, I can sign up for F1 TV, but I get like barely anything. It's worth uh, it okay. to me. I kind of want to try it, but I also don't want to because then I'm going to spend money on it, but I kind of want to try it. I mean, I hear great things. I have some friends that live in Europe that that watch the races that way, and you get a lot of information. Like, you can really watch a bunch of stuff, and you can change cameras, and like it seems to be super interesting. Yeah, that intrigues me, the idea of being like my own director and being able to watch, Mm -hmm. you know, just focus on Hamilton if I know something interesting is happening either with him or in front of him or what have you. And it just and watching like the little dots flying around the circuit in real time. That just seems like it'd be super cool. Yeah, I would like that, but I'm fine. But just the sky coverage is good. Basically, the the sky coverage is what is what you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. All right. Can we talk about something uh, considerably more important? We actually have an update for for the show from you. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, 50% vaccinated. Yes! Progress is being (laughs) made. Progress is being made. It was a few weeks ago now. We're halfway done, both of us. We got our vaccines on the same day. Uh, And so now 
I don't know. I don't remember the percentage anymore, but we're. I feel. I feel. I feel pretty good. I feel like more confident um, to be out in the world a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like I, I have less of a concern right now, even though things are a bit shaky here in the UK again. Um, but it's complicated. So we're struggling with the Delta variant. Yeah. Right now. But it's pretty complicated. Like I've been talking to some friends about this because our case numbers are going up again. So we're at like 8,000 cases a day. So there, there appears to be an upward trajectory, which could be difficult. But I mm -hmm. think that there is some, the numbers are getting weird because as our vaccination rate is continuing to increase and we're doing really well, like as a country for our vaccination rate, first mm -hmm. and second jabs. There's like a, I think at a certain point we have to start looking at the data differently, right? Mm -hmm. Like everyone's mm -hmm. been so focused on case numbers, right? Like case numbers are the have been the concern for the last year and a half. It's like how many cases do you have? How many cases do you have? Because there is then this like direct link to hospitalization and unfortunately sure. deaths. Mm -hmm. And right now it's difficult to understand the numbers that we have what happens after them because our vaccination rates are so high and also like because yeah, we just there was some uh, it was planned for monday next monday that there would be a reduction like basically the removal of um, social distancing in the uk that was the plan but mm -hmm. it's now been delayed by another month because of the fact that we have this new variant issue mm -hmm. but one of the things that the government's saying which i am, am intrigued to see is like with the vaccine rollout does it change the upward trajectory? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, does does the case numbers get to a certain point and stop, or do the case numbers keep going? But there's no, there's like no change in hospitalizations. Like, this is uh, the yeah, stuff yeah. we don't mm -hmm. know. Right, and like this is going to happen everywhere. Like, at a certain point, the way we have looked at the numbers, we're going to have to change the way that we perceive what that means. Yeah, and. I mean, I'm not smart enough to know this, but like I'm just putting my kind of common sense on it. That like if there was a test for the flu, and you know, is someone carrying the flu virus? If you tested massive amounts of the population at any point in the winter or whatever, what would the results look like? You know? Like yeah, yeah. would you see that like thousands upon thousands of people in the country every day are contracting and spreading the flu virus? I mean, right. I would expect yes. Mm -hmm. And I guess at a certain point, that is what coronavirus is going to be like. Yeah, And it's like, it's spreading around the country. But Because like, this is that thing now, they're saying like that the Delta variant in a lot of people just feels, it's just like a headache and a runny nose. Oh, like I you wouldn't know even that. know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? In some instances, I mean, it also can be much worse in its results, but a lot of people, they kind of have it and don't know. And we're doing a lot, a lot of testing here is my understanding, especially in places where it seems to be like clusters of variants, which again could also be adding into the numbers. It's really, I think we're in a, especially here in the UK and, and maybe in other places, but obviously my main focus is on what's happening in my country. I think it's probably the same for most people because it's of course. your locality and it's what you're dealing with. I think that things seem to be getting a bit more tricky to understand. But kind of the main thing that I care about is that our vaccine rates are really, really good. I think by the end of the week, now every adult will be able to book a test. Oh, uh, that's book, awesome. Sorry, book, a, book, book, book their first uh, jab. Yep, yep, yep. yep. 
so they they brought that all forward because they kind of extended these dates i think that they're trying to give people a little more like all right i know we're pushing this on a bit but let's also give you that hope of getting your vaccine book and over 40s they're bringing the um wait from 12 to eight weeks oh interesting so i'm hoping one of two things happens either our wait gets brought forward to eight weeks or there's also a couple of walk-in centers that pop up in our neighborhood and also where the studio is Mm, and so mm -hmm. at some point maybe before that 12-week period maybe less than that we might be able to go to one of those one day and get our second fizey hey that's awesome so i i have heard a little bit about this Delta variant. And if you believe American government slash media, it's running rampant through the UK and you're all in the hospital. Like the entirety of the UK is in the hospital right now, according to Americans, which I know is not actually true. It seems like this is getting reported on not great. Yeah. Basically, our case numbers are really high, but our hospitalization rates haven't seemed to have changed so Mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I... I don't keep up with the day-to-day. I stopped keeping up with the day-to-day months ago, even before I got vaccinated, because it was just stressing me out to no end. But, you know, I'll see things fly by, and they they make it sound like this this Delta variant is, you know, disastrously contagious, which may be true. Oh, it's definitely more contagious. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's one of the things. I mean, every variant is like that. That's why it's a variant, right? Sure. The yep. virus mutates so it can become more contagious because people are building resistances or or vaccines are doing it. But yep. all of our data suggests that um, if you are double vaccinated, you'll be fine. Yep, that's what we have heard over here as well. And, you know, it's just been incredibly refreshing um, to be able to not be de- you know, just devastatingly scared of being inside. Like, I still avoid it. And, and I still try to make sure that we're cognizant of where we're, where we are, who we're with and what we're doing on account of the kids, because, you know, the kids can't get vaccinated anytime soon. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for the kids, I think I would, I'd probably mostly be back to normal if it was just Aaron and me, because, you know, we're both double vaxxed and hypothetically, hopefully, even if we get it, you know, it's not going to be devastating. And obviously we're not trying to spread it to anyone, you know, and when, in fact, I'm still masking pretty much anytime I'm inside a public place, but nevertheless, um, it, it's, it's been refreshing to be able to go in somewhere and pick up a to-go order rather than insist on doing it curbside. And, and granted, you know, I have a different threshold for, for risk than other people, but we've been, you know, like I've said probably a few times on this show, we've been on the more conservative side in that, you know, we've been trying to avoid going indoors for any reason whatsoever. And, um, and, and now it's just been super nice to be able to pop inside and not stress out. Like, you know, yesterday we had to go and grab something at Target and we went in to do that and it wasn't that big a deal and it was very nice. And, and I'm really looking forward to, I'm really hopeful that Declan at the very least will be able to get his sometime this calendar year. I'm not expecting that, but I'm hopeful of it. So we'll see what happens. And speaking of Declan, actually, as we record this, uh, he is in his last few days of virtual kindergarten. Are you going to cry now? No, although we, um, <laughs> we saw his teacher. Um, so every week she would like put out a bin that has that week's work and you would return the work that he had completed, you know, during the, the, the week that had just f- finished, she would do this on Fridays. And this past Friday, she said, Hey, you know, if you're willing, I'd love to see the kids, you know, as you're doing this packet pickup, 
So, you know, knock on the window to my classroom, you know, the exterior window of my classroom and I'll pop out and, and so on. And so uh, she's been double vaccinated for forever. Um, and, you know, again, Aaron and I are double vaxxed. And so she popped out. We were able to see her and chat with her for a while. And, you know, Aaron and I both were saying to her, you know, before we left, oh, my gosh, you know, it's 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 so incredible what you've done, because I cannot speak highly enough of, of this woman. She is phenomenal. And she has bent over backwards for these kids for an entire year. And, and I, I don't, I don't know how to say this extraordinarily eloquently and delicately, uh, but you know, th- this is not her first year of teaching. She's been teaching a fair bit of time and she still was able to completely re rejigger her entire career for a year. And, and what she did is phenomenal. And not, not, not everyone has had that experience with teachers. And I know that we're incredibly, incredibly lucky that she was so darn good, but I say all this to say, you know, I was, I was saying to her, oh my God, I can't believe what you've been through. I can't believe what you've done for us, for these kids, for these, for, for our families, et cetera. And I'm like, I'm, I'm getting choked up as I'm saying this to her and I'm starting to cry a little bit. Aaron is like full on crying. Declan's looking at us like we're crazy, but it's, um, you know, it was, it was a very bittersweet moment because I really think had he had a different teacher, maybe maybe all the teachers at his school would have been equal, but you know, if he had been at a different school or had a had a a teacher less willing to bend over backwards, it would have been a really crummy year for him. And if he was different as well, you know, if he wasn't able to adapt and wasn't willing to try this, it would have been it would have been tough. Now he had the advantage of being a kindergartner, as I've said before, so he didn't know any better. You know, the only thing he had to compare to was preschool, but Nevertheless, he he was an incredible trooper, and I'm incredibly proud of the work that he has put in. But I cannot say enough that the teachers and anyone, even if a teacher did a bad job, that you should still thank them for doing the job they did because it is it is a thankless in America anyway. It's a thankless position that earns no money and no thanks. And this year they were asked to do even more than they already are, and it's mm. it's it's deeply unfair and it's incredible what they've done. So. Um, I'm very happy for him to be done. So he has some break and, you know, sitting here now, uh, barring anything weird, we intend for him to go in for regular school this fall. Um, but it's, it's been a, it's been a long year and a tough year, but a good year. Have you got a school lined up? Well, yeah, it's just, well, what I would call public school, which you call private school. Is that right? It's like no, all backwards wait, there. No, no, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. It's, what you call public school, what we call public school is private school. So, okay. Private school is private school and public school is private school. Public school <laughs> is just regular school. Oh, wait, public so, and private are used interchangeably to mean private here. It's incredibly complicated. That's super weird. Okay. You just mean like it is the regular school that anyone Correct. can go to. Correct. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you call that, wherever you happen to be, it's that. You know, the school mm-hmm. that we are assigned because of where we happen to sleep at night. That's that's the school he's going to. So oh, see, but even you don't have a choice though? No. Or is it just one? Well, uh, I, I suppose we would have a choice if we were willing to like transport him every day to and from school. I okay. we might be able to choose a different one, but that's that's not some, or at least in any area I've ever lived, that's just not really a thing. Uh, the okay. only time that comes close is the particular area in, in which I live when you're in high school. So this is ages what like fourteen ish through eighteen ish, something like that. Um, you know, the last school you have before you would go to university, um, then what you, in, in certain locales, there are certain high schools that will have like a specialty center. So um, where Aaron used to teach was a specialty center for like IT kids. And so if you know you have an aptitude and an affinity for that sort of thing, maybe you would go to that high school, even if it wasn't the one that that's geographically assigned to you. Does that make sense? 
So yeah. you can kind of like opt into it in that sense. But in terms of like primary schools or elementary schools, depending on where you live, what they're called, it, generally speaking, it's just whatever's closest to you. Or now actually, it's not even what's closest. It's whatever you've been, whatever area you're in. Sometimes there's another one that's closer, but for whatever reason, you're in the other school's area. But typically, it's whatever's closer to you, and that's how it works. And you don't typically have a choice. I think for us, it's just a case of like where you are, there might be multiple schools and you can choose. I'm sure there are some mm-hmm. parts of the UK as well where it's like there is just one because yeah. the, the the locales just don't work out that there would be another school. But I know that where I grew up, we had choices. There were multiple schools that, oh, that's that I could go to. It, it just depended on what I wanted to go to. But there are still areas. You can't just go to any school in the country, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's typically with if you're going to a free school, um, right. you have to be in a certain area of which that school is called a catchment area, which is like basically the area in which the school will take a pupil from. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because then otherwise people would just send their kids on an hour's commute every day and everyone would go to the best school, right? Oh, right, right, right. Um, but then private schools, you can, it, I don't believe that a catchment area exists, uh, like exists and you just, as long as you're paying, you can yep, yep, send yep, them yep. wherever you want. Yep. Yeah, that's the same here. And I mean, for perspective, even states do it differently. So like in Connecticut, where I went to high school, each town, each individual town had their own school system. And so I had a very small town and we had one elementary school, one middle school and one high school. And that was that. Um, and then here where I am in Virginia, it's by county. And mm. so our county probably has 20 or 30 elementary schools, maybe even more than that. But it's again, it's what you would call it's all by catchment area. So it's basically wherever you live, that's the school you're going to. All right, this episode of Analog is brought to you by Swell. Swell is a home for your voice when you're not on stage, when you're not performing live, running a room, recording a podcast. Think of Swell like a personal audio portfolio, a quick way for people to explore your voice, your ideas, and more. With Swell, you can capture your life in audio, post your thoughts, moments, along with photos, feelings, opinions, experiences, using your own voice. It's like having a personal audio diary that you can post to at any time. Then you can share your Swellcast link with your followers to keep them updated on what you're up to. You can even embed your Swellcast in your own website using their widget. Swell is a social network of users who love audio in all forms. Podcasters can find new listeners as well as guests for their shows and engage with their audiences. And Swell can be both public and private. If you want to take the private route, create invite-only private groups for your friends and followers. All conversations and groups are only visible and audible to the guests that you invite. Obviously, I believe that audio is an incredible medium. It is incredibly expressive about the need to be as performative as video. I feel like it's a huge leap to go from audio to video. And it is a medium that lets me share my thoughts, my feelings, not just with the world, but with the people I care about too. I love that Swell actually has no ads and also has content from super engaging people. I was looking through this stuff and Stephen Fry is on the platform. Someone I look up to very much. I also love that you can add images to your posts as well. Kind of like how we do chapter art on our shows, right? It gives people that extra something content if they're looking at the device at that point. Swell is free and there are no ads and they're planning on introducing a subscription and marketplace model as well so creators can generate revenue. To learn more, go to swellcast.com. That's S-W-E-L-L-C-A-S-T dot com to learn more. Our thanks to Swell for their support of this show and Relay FM. I wanted to go back to something you were talking about a minute ago mm-hmm. because like I kind of have this feeling that once I am fully vaccinated I want to be able to feel comfortable and I do actually think I will feel comfortable to going back 
to like as much of regular life as I can mm-hmm. and being comfortable and confident to do that. Yep. Whilst staying within social and uh, legal guidelines, right? <laughs> right, sure. You know, so like I could imagine still, you know, wearing masks and all that kind of stuff and I'll have no problem doing that and mm-hmm. we'll feel comfortable. I'll feel comfortable to do that. Um, but I feel like if the vaccines do what they're supposed to do, I should be able to. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So like mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's kind of like, I feel like I don't want to live my life this way forever. So I want to be able to just do anything I want again, right? <laughs> Don't and so all. considering, yeah. I mean, I know that you mentioned the kids um, being a, a, a difficult part for you. I, I don't know what the path is like for them and if they will get vaccinated at some, vaccinated at some point. I assume they probably will, mm-hmm. would be my expectation. Like at a certain point, that's gonna it's going to become for younger people too. Yep. So I just wondered, like, is there anything in your life that's changed recently to, to because of this? Yes. Um, so, you know, obviously Aaron and I are trying to find our new normal within the broader context of new normal within Virginia and then the broader context of new normal within the United States. And mm. so uh, sometime in the last month or two, I don't recall exactly when it was, um, I think both nationally and certainly in Virginia, the the mask mandate was mostly lifted if you're fully vaccinated which in and of itself I don't have a problem with, but the problem is that I think anyone who was inclined to skip wearing a mask before would have done so and gotten grief for it. You know, this is when when the mask mandate was there, where you're supposed to wear a mask anytime you're indoors. Well, a lot of people just didn't because they just didn't feel like it. And those people now basically have a get-out-of-jail-free card if they want to run around without a mask because, oh, I'm totally vaccinated, wink, wink, you know, and... um. And so that's tough. But what's been interesting is uh, even as I'm masked running around Target, like I briefly mentioned a few minutes ago, a lot of the people that I'm looking at don't have masks on. And the only way to keep myself sane is to assume that they are fully vaccinated and to assume that that's okay. But it's tough. Yeah, it's super tough. Right. And so um, it's been it's been weird for Aaron and me trying to come to terms with what the new normal looks like for our family. And and like I said before, it's it, the the math is different for us because whether or not we are being chicken little, we, uh, we uh, and you you the listener can agree or disagree with us and, that, us and that's totally fine. But we are of the opinion that we would very much n- like our kids to not get coronavirus. And there's a lot of very valid arguments that even if they did get get sick, it would be minor and it wouldn't be a big deal and it probably wouldn't stick with them. But I still feel like it's my responsibility as a parent to try to avoid that at all costs and do what, well, maybe not at all costs. I I shouldn't say that because that's not literally what I think, but to try to avoid that as best I can. And so what does that mean for us? Well, it does mean that we're more willing to do outdoorsy things. So as an example for Memorial Day, which was um, a couple of Mondays ago, we went to a friend's house and the adults there were fully vaccinated. There was another couple that joined us at the friend's house. So a total of three couples, all of whom fully vaccinated. Uh, and there were a bunch of kids that are, you know, the, the, the kids from these three families, none of whom are vaccinated, but you know, are living in a fully vaccinated house. And, and so we were outdoors only, and we felt like this was an okay trade-off that we are Mm -hmm. outside 
and we didn't have masks on. The adults were vaccinated and the kids hopefully were, you know, in a position that they weren't going to transmit anything, even if they were sick. And we had no reason to believe they were sick. Again, you, the listener may think that this is preposterous and, and maybe even hypocritical and that's fine. We're just it trying to a spectrum. People are either going to agree with you or they're going to disagree with you because you shouldn't have done it or they're going to disagree right. with you and think that you took too many precautions. <laughs> it's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. There's three, there's three opinions and people have them about everything always. Yep. 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 Yeah. And so th- that that's just a, a small example of like, where does where does our new world where where are is our new comfort zone? And I guess our summary, the way we've kind of treated it so far, is that if if we can, we will continue to prefer outside whenever possible. So yep. you know, in this Memorial Day meetup, it was a little toasty outside, but we didn't insist on going inside for the air conditioning. We stayed outside and just got a little hot, and that's okay. On some occasions, we will go into a, an indoor environment when we feel like you know, we are, we are not in control of, but like the people there are vaccinated. So as another example, uh, Aaron's brother and sister-in-law, we went to their, uh, their house for a few hours indoors the other day, and they've been vaccinated for forever. And they're also very, very safe in general. So we felt okay with that. It was just our two families. Uh, and, and that was all right. And so that's, I think what we're doing is basically outside when possible inside, if it's people we know who we know are vaccinated and, you know, and, and, and we feel like they're not being completely flagrant with their safety, but it's hard. If it wasn't for the kids, I think I would be way more cavalier with all of these things, mm-hmm. but it's super hard now. And it's also, I, I have somewhere else I want to go with this in a minute, but, um, but I'm curious, what is, what, how have things been different for you? You made mention earlier that, you know, you're, you're less worried about being out in the world, but are there any more concrete examples of that that you like have you, you well you saw dave you saw uh, underscore for yeah. for the wwdc keynote which is super awesome and i'm super freaking jealous of it yeah underscore came over we watched the keynote together in the studio and we on our mini vacation we ate inside for the first time ah uh, yeah so we haven't done that yet i think that's coming but we haven't done it yet and uh, we've eaten outdoors a few times, which we didn't even do but a couple of times in the last year. Yeah, we've done outdoors too. But there was like a, a, a restaurant there where they had like, they were doing what they're doing, you know, tables far apart, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But That must have felt amazing though. Yeah, and, and I'll say like, the thing for me is that, and, and again, everybody's different. As we are moving things back to normal, I adjust very fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like when we're in that restaurant and we're eating I'm not the whole time thinking like oh my god we're in a restaurant like I'm just not I just go back to how it felt before yeah. which is surprising to me I thought I was going to have some longer lasting effects from it and there might still be some things and I just haven't hit on them yet but you know like so for a long time I was whenever I was outside I was wearing a mask like all the time mm-hmm. and now I'm only wearing it when I'm around people like if yep, I'm walking yep, yep, yep through a street like down a street on my own or whatever right like there's no need for me to have a mask on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like i've been taking my mask off when i'm outside so like I, i'm just noticing that like i'm starting to transition myself back to how i was before yep and i'm happy because i was worried about myself you know as i'm sure many people are like what is it going to be like and you know we've lived for a year and a half nearly two years 
like in some instances, maybe by the time that we're done, right? It could be close to two years in a certain way. Is it going to break all of my conventions? And kind of the thing that I've been thinking about is like, yeah, but I was doing these things for a really long time beforehand. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's been like this bump in the road for the way that I handle myself in regular day life. But I kind of have faith in my brain's elasticity to just go back to feeling normal. We'll find out, right? That everybody's not going to be, everyone's going to go on their own personal journey with this. Yeah, and there well, might be mm-hmm. things that I bump on as transitioning back to normal life. But so far, anything that I have done, I have gotten used to it fit, going back kind of to how it was. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with the kids as we get closer and closer to normal life. Um, we saw some very good friends of ours that we hadn't seen in a couple of years. Uh, we saw them outdoors at a park and then went to eat together outdoors at a patio. And this was, you know, the 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 two of them and the four of us. And I think for Declan, it he says he doesn't really remember like eating inside restaurants, but I think it didn't feel complete. Well, and we, we were outside to be fair, but it didn't feel completely unusual for him. For Michaela though, you know, she was barely two years old when this all started. And so she really doesn't have a recollection of what the before times looked like. And I'm worried a little bit about both of them, but I'm particularly worried about Michaela because she just doesn't know, you know, just like you said, your, your brain is elastic, which I think is a very good way of putting it. Um, you know, you'll, you'll spring back. And I think I will too, even though I'm being a scaredy cat right now, but for her, there's nothing to spring back to, you know, she was barely a human at that point. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, 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 it's unbelievably refreshing to not have to worry about myself or Aaron anymore, but it's still a, a latent fear in the back of my mind that I need to worry about the kids or I feel like I need to worry about the kids. And I haven't personally seen enough science to convince me otherwise. And maybe the science is there that says, now nah, they'll be fine. You don't need to stress, but I haven't seen it myself. And so I'm, I'm reluctant to just YOLO. Yeah, I would be in the same boat as you, I think. Where it's just like, I would just want to wait it out a little bit longer. Yep, exactly. To see if, to see what the longer term effects would be. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's tricky, right? It's super tricky. Yep, it's very, very tricky. And And the funny thing is, though, I, you know, I feel, I don't know if I'm an introvert or an extrovert, which is a funny thing for a podcaster to say, but maybe I'm an like ambivert because I feel like I do need some time that's quiet and by myself or with my family and nobody else. But I also really, really like seeing people. And one way or another, um, I had lunch actually with another friend of mine outdoors uh, a month or two ago. It was like a month ago. Um, And so I'm starting to do that now. Speaking of, I'm starting to go see friends that I haven't seen in a long time and we'll meet up for lunch outside. And and, I, and as long as they're vaccinated, I feel okay about that, you know? And so I went to see my friend, Sam. Uh, Sam, I think I've recommended his show a few times in the past. He, he's one half of Sam and Ross Like Things, which is a show that a couple of my friends, Sam and Ross, do about things they like. And there's no hedging, and they just talk about things that make them happy. And it's really, really lovely. And it is to Richmonders, but it's not, you know, di- directly about Richmond. Well, anyways, I met up with Sam, I don't know, like a month ago, a few weeks ago. and uh, And he had offered to me to come over and play Dungeons and Dragons with him and a few friends outdoors uh, in his backyard. Like, I think it was that day or something like that. And, and I told him no for a handful of reasons, but it occurred to me as I left lunch that I think I, my, my normal persona is to default to no. 
And in the before times, I would say no, because genuinely we had a very busy schedule. Now it wasn't like we were super popular. It's not that we were doing extravagant things or anything like that, but we just oftentimes when, when all of us were available, be it on a you know weekend or something like that, typically we would book something several weeks in advance. And I don't think that's unusual. You know, maybe it's unusual because we like to live around our calendar, but in general, I don't think we were more or less popular than any other family. It's just, we would book things out. And so in the before times, I would often say no because of our schedule. And that was usually true. You know, oh, I can't do that that day because I scheduled something a month ago. And then in the during times, I would say no because of safety. And, you know, I just, no, I'm sorry. I just don't feel safe doing that. And, and no, I can't do that because it would be unsafe for the kids or whatever. Um, but now that we're approaching the after times, I'm, I'm finding myself to kind of fall back to, to have my elastic brain fall back into, no, 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 I can't do that. And, and I, after I left and told Sam, no, I don't think that'll work. It occurred to me like, why am I doing that? And why am I, why am I the no guy? And what if I, isn't now as good a time as any leaving safety out of it for a second, isn't now as good a time as any to like start being the yes guy for once and start saying, you know, yeah, I will do that. And I think part of the reason I said no to Sam was because I'm still not sure what I, what I feel about people I don't know, you know, even outside, even if they're all vaccinated, you know, I'm not sure about the point of people I don't know. I want to hang out. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to hang out with people I don't know, but it was also because it's just something I'm not used to doing. And my default answer is no, 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 no. And so I, I can't help but think that I'm doing myself a disservice by being the no guy, but also isn't now as good a time as any to try to be the yes guy. I don't know. Does any of this make sense? Yeah. Am I, am, am I, should I be the yes guy, Mike? Are you the yes guy? Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, I think the thing is you might be put pressuring yourself to say yes to things that otherwise you wouldn't have said yes to before anyway. That's and like possible. That you're thinking, Oh, I need to start saying yes because I can. <laughs> where you would yeah. you wouldn't have played Dungeons and Dragons well, two years ago. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I used don't to think play. You would have done that. Well, I, I used to play role playing games as a kid. Like when I was a teenager, I used to play like sure. Palladium and Gerps and Rifts and things like that. But I coincidentally, I never actually played D and I played things that were very similar to it, but not not actually D and D. Yeah, I just don't know if I imagine you necessarily. I mean, yeah, maybe you you would have surprised me too. But are you familiar with the movie or book? Yes, man. I have heard of it. Is this the thing where like the, the person says yes to everything, no matter what, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they turned it into a movie that Jim Carrey was in. You don't need to be that person. <laughs> right. Like Fair. And I don't think you should feel guilty about it. Like a lot of people are, a lot of people are inherently uh, lazy. Mm-hmm. Right. In a sense of like, would prefer to do nothing rather than do something. Yeah, you know, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a meme, right? Like we see these memes all the time of like, oh, now I get to stay in this weekend, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. kind of just mm-hmm. like you. It's okay to be that person. You don't have to feel, I think, uh, a burdening sense of having to say yes to things because you can now, and yeah. you couldn't yeah, before. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and and I don't think that denying things denying requests or whatever or not doing stuff just because you can i don't think you should have to feel guilty for any more than you did before like i I don't i don't think that the pandemic should play in that all right well and i appreciate that and to be clear like sam didn't put the guilt trip on me at all at all at all he was just offering and i said yeah i don't know if that's gonna work he's okay and that was the end of it but then i got thinking about it and i was wondering like, like you know 
am I being unfair to me, let alone to anyone else, by by kind of defaulting to no? And but that's a different question. That's a not pandemic related question. Right, exactly. Like, and, and that's that's where it came from. Was mm. you know, here it was. I was already just doing something with Sam that I don't typically or hadn't done for a year and a half, which is going to lunch with a friend of mine. And I had I had and, and zero regrets about it. I would do it again with him tomorrow if he wanted to. But it was the whole like going and doing D and D outside with with people I don't know that that seemed too far out of my comfort zone for me to be like, yes, yes, I will do that. And. And I wonder if I need to, one of the things I need to work on in addition to just easing into life again is to, is to work on not just dismissing things out of hand just because they're not my normal stuff, you know? And again, I can't stress enough, like Sam put no pressure on me. He was just trying to be friendly and, and it's not him. This is all, you know, me in my own head and, and going around in circles in my own head. I don't know. Just something to think about. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and paying too much money with big wireless providers, it's no wonder we're skeptical about new deals. So when you learn that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month, you might wonder, what's the catch? But once you learn about them and their service, it makes sense. There isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret source is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no wild overhead cost that gets paid down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes those sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for those extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contracts. You can switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Casey, can you tell how one, everybody how wonderful your iPad has been since you threw that Mint Mobile sim in it? <laughs> it, it has been wonderful. Uh, the service works really well. It's fast. I never have any problems with it. I don't get like spammy text messages from them all the time. In in fact, I can't think of a time I ever have. Uh, it really is a utility in the best possible way, right? It's not one of those things where it's like trying to take over your life and and it's trying to get you to buy more stuff all the time. It's just, hey, do you want to have a phone number and or internet access on a mobile device? Then plug in the SIM and then you have it. And then it that's it. That's all you need. There's nothing else to it. It's been really, really nice. To get your wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get that plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash analog. That's mintmobile.com slash analog to cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Mintmobile.com slash analog. Our thanks to Mint Mobile for their support of this show and Relay FM. What is your recommendation for analog listeners this time, Casey? So I, I have had a very... I don't know if complicated is the right word, but an unusual um, experience with Hamilton, as we've spoken about several times. Have you heard the good word about Hamilton? Um, Please so, tell me all about it. Yeah, I, I've I never should, heard bring of it, it before. By the way, talking about opening up, um, we're going to go see it again, I think. Like, I've never seen it. I've never seen it in real the life. The starting to will be starting to reopen soon. I think it will be one of one of our, like, post second jab things like mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. fully vaccinated things that we're going to uh, do. I want to go see Hamilton again. I, I, I want to see it. I'm so sad that I didn't know enough to, and, and I passed it. I, I passed on it when it was in Richmond and granted it was a touring company. So I don't know if it, if it was good, bad or otherwise, maybe it was phenomenal. Who knows? I mean, the touring companies are apparently very good. 
Yeah, I mean, it very well could have been. I don't know. But I passed on it because I didn't know better and I regret it. This was in the before times. So uh, whatever. Anyways, so I came to Hamilton way late, as we've talked about on the show. I came to it when it was released on on video in, in around this time last year, actually. And I became obsessed with it, as everyone else did five years prior. And... You know, I was trying to consume more and more of Lin Manuel's stuff, and I was aware of a musical that he had written when he was like 19 or something like that. I believe he wrote it when he was at Wesleyan, which was in Connecticut, and I, a friend of mine went there actually. Um, anyways, uh, he wrote this musical in the Heights, and I have always wanted to see it. And I never got to the point of like trying to find one of those bootleg like Hamilton or in the Heights recordings that people were putting on like you know illicit corners of the internet. I've seen the Hamilton bootleg. Yeah. It was worth waiting for the Disney movie. Yeah, that's what I the expect. The bootleg wasn't, is, isn't good enough, really. I'm not surprised. Not at all. But uh, I waited for it. I waited for In the Heights, and I've seen it. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything because I know a lot of people haven't seen it. Uh, I absolutely think it is worth watching, and I think you should experience it. Um, it is on HBO's streaming platform here in the States. I forget the name of it this month. HBO and Max. You and I, there you go, HBO Max. Um and you had mentioned to me in the in in the time before we started recording that it's in cinemas where you are cinema only yeah it's i'm really bummed out about that this movie was one of the many movies that warner media moved to hbo max mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. i think they probably now feel that this was likely a premature move <laughs> honestly <laughs> I, I feel like maybe they kind of wish they hadn't done that and put yeah, it in cinemas yeah. as well but there it is. That's where it is. The only thing I will say is to tell you what you probably already know, which is that this is not a filming of the stage production. This is no, a, this is a movie. This is a movie. And yeah. so you need to come to it with that perspective in mind, because it is not a 100% singing, you know, all on one stage musical that happened to be put into the form of a movie, you know, if you will. This is a straight up movie with a whole bunch of singing in it, but it's Quick a movie. correction from Tony. It's on HBO Max until July 11th, and they are also putting it in cinemas in the US, but I expect oh, most okay. people are probably watching it on HBO Max, because yep. why wouldn't you? Exactly. But it is, it is absolutely worth it. Um, and you should, you should check it out. And, and I, I definitely enjoyed it. So you should watch it. What do you got? Oh, I want to talk more, a little bit more about, um, about your recommendation. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, I'm happy to talk about it. I just don't want to spoil it because I know you haven't seen it. So whatever you would like to talk about, I'm happy to talk. Well, about. Well, I want to notice a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Did you listen to the soundtrack before? Uh, I had the exact same experience with the soundtrack that I did with Hamilton, which is that I tried it and thought, eh, it's good. Sure. Whatever. Um, and, and now having seen it, I definitely have a far stronger connection with the, with the soundtrack without question. It's one of the ones in Dolby Atmos as well. Uh, see, I don't, I don't do Apple music. I am a Spotify, devout <sighs> Spotify person. And beyond that, I don't, uh, unless it does it, is that the one that works with the old original AirPods? There's no, you need pro or max. Okay. See, yeah, I, I have neither pro nor max AirPods. So I, no matter how you slice it, I'm not going to experience uh, it. How's your migration to... Uh, iCloud photo library going. Right. So what other questions did you have about in the notes? <laughs> um, <laughs> just as a completely unrelated question that I was just wondering, mm -hmm. like how would somebody play like an MKV file? Uh, completely unrelated to this you could yeah. use the um you could use the app i don't know i forget how to pronounce it but it's i i n a uh and, and it's basically like vlc was before it got crappy um it's it's is vlc crap now yeah it's kind of crappy see i don't know about any of this stuff 
Mm-hmm. So if you're on the Mac, IINA is a really good app that'll do it. Um, but you'll find, if you care, since you brought this up, that oftentimes what's inside an MKV is just uh, an MK an MP4, like a QuickTime file, basically, and other stuff. Well, how do you get inside the MKV? Well, so so that's something that if you that, tell me that I need to use those things that you use in the command line, I will hang up this call. So what you would do if you had an MKV there that you, you wanted to extract stuff from is you would send it to me, and then I would do magic on the command line and then send it back to you. Well, is that the only way to do it? Is to use FFmpeg or whatever nonsense it you're is, about to tell me? It is indeed FFmpeg. Um, I think they're all kidding aside. I think there are other ways in which you can do it, and I'm sure that there are Mac apps that are just like a front end for FFmpeg, um, but I believe what's inside of most MKVs is an MP4 and like subtitles and other things, because I don't believe that you can put subtitles inside of an MP4, whereas you can do that inside of an MKV. So if one was looking at an MKV, it would perhaps have an MP4 and other superfluous things inside of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So my other question to you would be, why would somebody ever send somebody else an MKV file? Like, just wondering. Like, why would somebody do that to somebody else? Well, I I wouldn't know anything about this because I would never send such files. But if I were were to hypothetically do so, perhaps it's because that's the file. Oh, you know why? Because you know what understands? You know what understands an MKV and doesn't even blink an eye? (laughs) It's Plex. Yep. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Because because I, I, I if I if I were to stumble upon an MK, an MKV for some reason, I yeah. wouldn't need to do anything with it because Plex natively understands it. Right. Yeah. Of course. But you know, if if I if I were to send you a, a file at some point, no, Mike, you? I will me. Yeah. Exactly. What are you talking about. I, I would certainly make sure in the future to give you nothing but an MP4, so I so it would be easier for you. Yeah, because you know, if I was to have one. Oh, an MKV file. I would now mm-hmm. need to try and work out how to play it on my Apple TV. Uh, indeed. Well, you could AirPlay it from IINA, which is genuinely a very good app. I just downloaded it now, and it's very pretty. Yeah. It's not perfect, but I like it a lot. V- I always feel like when I install VLC that I'm going to get some kind of virus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just it's has so that true. feel to it. Like The whole web page, everything. It's just like, oh no, this is going to kill your computer when you install this application. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. This is but, a cute uh, little app. I, it looks like how QuickTime should look, I guess. Yes. And it, I, if I recall correctly, it's basically modeled after QuickTime, but with a more versatile input set you know so i and i, and I think it QuickTime might be used to be able to do all this stuff yeah, used to be able to download codecs for quicktime what happened to quicktime yeah i don't know it just it, the, the new quicktime 10 or whatever it was just took away all the good stuff from quicktime and as and all the old school mac people have been lamenting this for years uh, but i will tell you that you know with the right ffmpeg incantation which in this case would be you know hyphen i file name hyphen c hyphen C space copy. Shut up. That's how I feel when you say this stuff. You could could hypothetically at 86 times speed convert Uh an MKV from into MP4. So, you know, you you could get the span of, I don't know, like a two and a half hour thing done in the span of like two real world minutes. So, you know, you could do that. I'm just saying. Because we haven't spoken enough about vaccines and COVID today. (laughs) I would like to recommend <laughs> Vaccines, a measured response by H Bomber Guy. Who is, is H Bomber Guy? YouTube creator. Made okay. a bunch of like um typically came from the gaming world, 
but has in the last few years been making these really good documentaries. Mm-hmm. So I recommend, if you watch this, I recommend maybe, and you enjoy it, uh, I recommend maybe checking out some of the other documentaries that they've made. Mm-hmm. This one's a long one, though. This is, it's long. This is this is the thing, like a bunch of the documentaries that H-Bomber guy has made has been long. Do you remember, this might help you, do you remember a while ago, this was a long time ago, when uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. went onto a Twitch stream and everyone went bananas? Yes, I do remember that. Right, this is H-Bomber guy's Twitch stream. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, this is a long time ago. This was before they ended up like sort like putting together a bunch of uh, Twitch streams for her and other um, people in American politics to play. Like that came after that, but this is like the first time this happened. Mm-hmm. This is a one hour and forty five minute f- like documentary, is a movie, and it's basically about where the anti vax moment started and why. Interesting. Okay, it is very well made. And will make you mad about humanity. Oh, super. Sign me up for that. (laughs) But I will say it is very interesting to understand because Mm -hmm. imagine the worst possible way that this movement could have begun and you will find all of them in this. And I found it just useful to know. Yeah, I can understand that. I don't know if you, it's really like spoilers for like something that's real, but you know, it's just like <laughs> money and deception, basically. Oh, neat. Okay. Right. So I, I recommend it because it is actually really well made and, and his style is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's funny in that British funny way where it's oh, like... He's, he's a British fellow? Yeah. This is okay. like incredibly upsetting, but also funny, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yep. kind of the way that only British people can do, I think. Mm-hmm. Of, of like that kind of like dry humor of like... You hate everything in the world right now, but here's a joke about that, you know? <laughs> and he's also very, his editing is very funny too, um, which he does a good job of editing. Like, there's this, this kind of like style of editing where somebody starts to say something and it cuts off. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the cut off is the punchline. He does a lot of that kind of stuff before. Yeah. I, I really, genuinely really recommend it. I actually think you would really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it over a couple of chunks of time. Okay, fair enough. Um, and so I recommend that you give that a go. All right, I'll check it out. While we're in recommendations, let me take a moment before we leave to recommend another show on Relay FM for you to check out. Automators. If you want to make your devices do more for you, join David Sparks and Rosemary Orchard at relay.fm slash automators or search for automators wherever you get your podcasts. I am really intrigued to see uh, what they end up doing with shortcuts on the Mac. Oh, and yeah. And that's going to be like the place to go for shortcuts mm-hmm. on the Mac coverage. So. Could not agree more. That They are going to be firing on all cylinders. All the cylinders. Uh, I mean, not that they're not already, but especially all one cylinders. Soon. All cylinders. Uh, as soon as the, uh, as soon as, hey, what are we going to do with that when electric cars are like take have taken over? You're firing on all electrons, batteries. Like, <laughs> you're firing on all batteries. Anyways, all batteries are exploding. I don't know something like that. It's just going to be one of those things that sticks around, even though it doesn't make sense anymore. Like the floppy disk for save. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Anyways, uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's going to be a good place to be, and and I I use shortcuts 
a little bit on iOS, uh, not anything like Federico, of course, and probably not even as much as you, Mike, but um, but I do use it some, and I'm curious to see how it ends up on the Mac. Future of automation, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep, so you should definitely check out Automators. It's good stuff. 